And so what I want to talk into is a message that I believe is going to help us rise to the occasion. I want to talk to you about going the distance. Longevity is a gift to anybody. Most of you wouldn't have a clue what that means because you're under 30 and longevity doesn't sound very attractive. (laughs) Now and now and now is very attractive, but longevity is a gift. And anyone you meet who's been married a long time or who've been serving God a long time or who've just done anything for an amount of time, longevity is a blessing. It really is. And I honestly want to speak into your lives today about going the distance. You're here right now, but I believe that you have the capacity to have longevity over your lives, that you're not going to be taken out. So I want to call today's message Decisions, Desires and Distractions. Decisions, Desires and Distractions. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 12 and it's a a great verse that I believe means a lot to all of us. It says this, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it, strip down, Start running, never quit. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race that we are in. So here we have Hebrews 12 reminding all of us today in the 21st century, basically to keep going because we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that have gone before us and they're screaming and shouting, keep going, keep believing, keep moving forward. And Jesus Himself who began this life of faith who was able to finish what he started, is cheering us on, even though many of us have only just got recently started in this life of faith. So he says, study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was going. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything and anything along the way, the cross, the shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honour, right alongside God, when you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over the story again, item by item, that long list of hostility He ploughed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your, shop, into your souls. Go over the story again and it will shoot adrenaline into your souls. I can't encourage you enough that if you're gonna keep going forward, you have to know where you've come from. You've got to know who has helped you to get into this journey of faith. And if you're going to go the distance, you're going to have to remind yourself, if Jesus did it, then I can do it. If Jesus did it, then I can do it. Because He is the author and the completer and the finisher of our faith. Can anyone say amen? So the first thing I want you to understand when it comes to decisions, desires and distractions The first thing I need you to understand, the reason you can make good decisions for your life, the reason that you have a godly desire for your future and the reason that you can limit distractions or avoid distractions from taking you out is because you've been positioned in Christ. Let me remind you again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here, All this comes from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So the first thing you need to understand is God is incredible. He has put you and me in Christ. You have been positioned to win. See, when God put you in Christ, He positioned you to win. Your starting point, you're already a winner. You've been put in Christ 
Now, the reason I need you to understand that is because that does impact your decisions and it does impact your desires and it does impact these things that come away on the journey, which is distraction. So let me ask you a question before I go into this. What decisions are you making? What decisions are we making? I don't know about you, but ask yourself the question, what decisions am I making? In context of what, Mark? In context of church, in context of God, in context of what happened last week, in context of where we're going. What decisions am I making? I think it's so important that all of us understand the power of making decisions. So let me give you some thoughts about what the Bible says about decision-making. Psalm 36 says this, Your steadfast love, O Lord, is as great as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your justice is as solid as God's mountains. Your decisions are full of wisdom. Your decisions are full of wisdom, as the oceans are with water. You are concerned for all your creation. How precious is your constant love, O God. All humanity takes refuge in the shadow of your wings. Your decisions are full of wisdom. Now this is talking about God. His decisions are full of wisdom. When God makes a decision, it's full of wisdom. The question you and I, I think if we're gonna go the distance, if we're gonna live a life of longevity, proven longevity, I think we've got to understand the power of having wisdom in our decisions. What decisions are you making? Are you making decisions to stay connected? Are you making decisions to get connected? Are you making decisions to be a part of what God is a part of? Are you making decisions to walk away from the old? Are you making decisions to step into the new? Are you making a decision to leave the comfortable, to go into the unknown where you've got to trust God greater? I believe decisions are powerful and I believe it's a part of our life. It's a part of who we are. But I believe our decisions need wisdom. Let me read you another one, Psalm 119. Lord, You did good things for me, Your servant. You did what You promised to do. Give me the knowledge to make wise decisions. Give me the knowledge to make wise decisions. I trust Your commands before I suffered. I did many wrong things, but now I carefully obey everything You say. Amen. I pray there's a desire in you to really understand the power of knowledge and wisdom working together. You know, decisions, they're going to need wisdom. But then that wisdom also is going to come with knowledge. And I pray that you're open to learning. You know, if you're going to make decisions about the future, you've got to have that openness about you that, you know what, I actually still learn. I can still learn. I, I, I don't know everything. There's still things that I'm hungry to learn. I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. It's such a great place to be, amen. There's nothing worse when you meet someone and they're so closed up and they haven't even started their life. I think it's such a beautiful place to be, to have that desire. Lord, give me the knowledge to make wise choices. I pray that's the disposition of your life, that that is where you're at right now. Because I do believe it affects longevity. Let me give you the other side of the coin. Bad decisions will rob you and others. Proverbs 13 says this, the poor, the Bible word for poor means people who lack power. The poor might have good land that has the potential to produce plenty of food, but bad decisions can take it away. You see, there's no doubt when you read this, I can think of a country like Uganda. I was just there this year and there's no doubt that that country has rich soil. There's no doubt that that country has huge potential. 
They say that Uganda could be the breadbasket of all of Europe. It could feed all of Europe and North America. It's got so much potential. And yet through bad decisions, corruption or injustice, it's amazing how it doesn't reach its full potential. Well, I believe it's the same with you. Maybe there's so much potential inside of you. Maybe you have so much inside of you that you don't even realise it. And yet there's so much gold in you, so much potential inside of you, but through poor decisions, wrong associations, keeping the wrong company, what God has put inside of you just doesn't seem to rise. So I'm talking to the life of the church. I'm talking about where we're going. I'm talking about you individually and us collectively. And it's all gonna come down to, are you willing, are you hungry to make good decisions? You know, Joyce and I, when we got married 25 years ago, um, you know, I made a decision to follow Jesus when I was 23. Joyce saw me, I saw her, but she ignored me. I didn't ignore her, but I didn't, didn't chase her neither. She just wanted to see, is he in love with me or is he in love with Jesus? Because if I was in love with her and I would start to chase her, she might have liked that for a little moment, but ultimately she's like, nah, this is not, I want a guy who loves Jesus who's more in love with Jesus than he's in me. me. And so obviously that you know what the story is because I was in love with Jesus. <laughs> and it was a great place to start. Why? Because I made a decision to follow him wholeheartedly. And obviously over time we got together and, and the power of the relationship has always been based on how much and how love, in love with Jesus we both are. And I think it's always good to make decisions when it comes to relationships that it's, it's based on wisdom, amen? And I just want you to understand that God's going to take you further than you can imagine, but wisdom and decision-making and decisions are all, all of us are going to make decisions for our lives. I just pray that you will understand the power of making godly decisions. Don't be scared of it. Well, we got into the journey a couple of years into me and married and we were wanting to grow, desperate to grow. So we made a decision and that decision took us to Australia to a college, Hillsong College. And that decision has been a game changer for our lives. Why? Because we put ourselves in a bigger environment. It stretched us, it enlarged us, it confronted us. And, and it helped us to step into the things that God has really been wanting for our lives. It gave us a bigger picture of what God was wanting to do. And we positioned ourselves in a place where that decision is still working for our benefit today. You know, there are decisions that you make and it will work for you for a long, long time. That decision to go to college actually got outworked last week where Pastor Brian and Bobby finally found themselves in Berlin because a couple went to college, sat under their leadership for a season and grew through that season, enlarged through that season, stayed connected through that season, stepped out into the known, stepped into the, out of the boat, went to another season of our life where we were stretched and enlarged and spent our time in London, thought we were going to be in London forever. And then one day, Wilco, do you want to go to Berlin? Yes, help me, Jesus. And thank God I've got a wife who was equally just up for saying yes. And so we went on the journey and we made a decision to step into the unknown again. No salary, no promises, no nothing. Just a f just vision of five loaves and two fish and the potential of what God can do. You were in that last week. I could see it 10 years ago. Do you realise that you were standing in someone else's dream? You were standing in someone's aspiration or you were standing in a couple's decision? You and I all beneficial last week because Brian and Bobby made a decision. 
to serve God with all their heart, to not be taken out when it got tough. We're all beneficial. 5,000 people fed one day when a boy let go his five loaves and two fish. Don't underestimate them small decisions you're making. Oh, I don't feel like going to dinner party tonight. You know what? I actually gonna go. Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna go on Thursday. What happens if it rains? I'm gonna go anyway with my umbrella. Your small decisions have powerful impact. And I could talk forever on decisions, but let me talk you to a place of desire because I believe we need to make decisions that line up with our desires. What desires have you got in your life? Your desires can be powerful. And I believe God works with our desires. Let me talk about Psalm 51 says this, don't, don't keep looking at my sins, erase them from your sight. Create in me a new clean heart, O God, filled with clean thoughts and right desires. Don't remove from me your presence and don't take away the Holy Spirit from me. I love this in Psalm 51, it says this, fill me with clean thoughts and right desires. Well, I can tell from my own life, at the age of 23 coming to faith, I didn't have clean thoughts. I didn't have right desires. In fact, the desires that I had were taking me in the wrong direction. The thoughts that I was entertaining were just getting me into trouble. And I believe tonight, if we get honest with ourselves, that the temptation for all of us is to have wrong thoughts, unhealthy thoughts. And like any thought, if you get on it, if you stay with it, it's like a train, it will take you somewhere. And thoughts turn into imaginations. Imaginations will turn into arguments. It actually makes sense now. And arguments ultimately get you into trouble. It becomes a stronghold. I'm living it. Uh, one day I had a thought. I didn't get rid of the thought. I played with the thought. I entertained the thought. Oh, now it looks good. Oh, no one knows. No one sees. But I do it. Oh, I like this thought. Now it's an imagination. It's exalted. You're playing around with it. It's not external, it's all internal, but the imagination turns into an argument. Now you start to justify. You know, uh, uh, this is actually makes sense to me. You know, this, this could be God. And you try to find a Bible verse on it or some other nonsense or whatever. And then eventually you cross over into a stronghold, which is it's got you. Nobody falls off a cliff. Just you walk into something and you just don't do the basics. Everyone in this room has the power to have bad thoughts, wrong thoughts, unhealthy thoughts, negative thoughts. But you've got to deal with it. You've got to address it. Sometimes people are not going to enjoy longevity because they just don't know how to arrest their thoughts. You want to go a distance? You want to go longevity in your life? Arrest the thoughts that are unhealthy. Arrest the thoughts that are not healthy for your future. Arrest the thoughts that are pulling you down, robbing you. And maybe they're thoughts that are more like a fantasy and it's never going to be real, but you like to play with it. Well, that's the problem. Fantasy, man-made disaster, imagination, is a God-given gift. You're supposed to use your imagination to glorify God, but not to use fantasy to put yourself in a prison that can never satisfy. I need you to understand God's ways are better than man's ways. So desires. I pray today there's a desire in you to say, God, create in me right desires. Good desires, godly desires. And I believe that He gives us the answer. Desires come from Him. Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord. And He will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you do it. You know, have you got desires to do something great with your life? Well, where do you think them desires come from? 
you can open as many fortune cookies as you want, but maybe some of them are cool. But I'm telling you, that's not where your future comes from. Your desires come from the Lord. What, what is your desires? What desires do you have? You know, when you absolutely get yourself concerned with Jesus, there's something about desires that begin to grow. And maybe there's desires in your heart that you've put away. But when you get caught up in this relationship with Jesus, it's amazing how them desires, right desires begin to grow. And I'll tell you now, if you've got a desire that takes you away from the things of God, it's not a good desire. I've told you the difference between temptation and testing. God will never test you, uh, tempt you, but he, can, he does often test us. Temptation is what you want. Testing is what He wants. And so I just know you need to understand that as we go forward for longevity, be, be, be wise about your desires. You know, Joyce and I wanted to serve God. So what did we do? We made decisions that lined up with our desire. We had a desire to grow. We had a desire to enlarge. We had a desire to grow in the things of God. So what did we do? We made decisions that lined up with our desires. So desires, I believe, that come from God. Intimacy with God will help you to realize the desires you have. Maybe you've got desires to help children. Where do you think that desire comes from? I got, maybe you've got desires to bring health to elderly people who are maybe suffering with dementia or they're stuff, suffering with el, elderly years and you just want to bring dignity and purpose. Or maybe you just want to sing to them or be there for them. And, and, and if you've got that desire, where do you think that desire comes from? I've never found that desire in a fortune cookie. You will spend your days looking after the elderly. It's just not in there. But I'm telling you, there's people in this room and you absolutely go, I've got a desire for that. What I'm trying to say is that there's so many God-given desires. But I'm asking, would you make decisions that line up with that desire? Make decisions that take you towards the God-given desires that He's put in your heart, amen? You've got a desire to make a difference? Then make decisions that will line up with that desire. It's actually that easy. Don't take a decision that takes you in the wrong direction. And the last one I want to give you is distractions. Distractions. There's no doubt every one of us are going to face distractions. Stay focused and ignore all the sideshow distractions. That's what it says in Proverbs 4. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Stay focused. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Don't double talk. Avoid careless banter, white lies and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sideshow distractions. Ignore all the sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor the left. I just love that God's wisdom is so practical, amen? And I want you to think about it. If you're gonna go the distance, if you're gonna live with longevity, you're gonna have to overcome this thing called distractions. Every one of us face distractions. And I love that the Word gives us so much wisdom on it. Let me give you a few here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, overcome every challenge as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. For every soldier called to active duty must remove themselves from the distractions of this world so that they may fulfill, fully satisfy the one who chose them or enlisted them. So God is calling us to obey Him, to follow Him wholeheartedly and to remove ourselves from the distractions. And I just believe obviously that distractions are real but we actually can avoid them. We can 
remove ourselves from them. Don't put yourself in a place where you're going to be distracted. That's coming down to the desires and that's coming back to your decisions. Why would I do that? It's just going to distract me. You know, when you've got a strong sense of call on your life, you'll get better at this all the time. If you've got no strong sense of call on your life, you're easy. You're subject to all the distractions around us. So I really want to encourage you, be the kind of friend that helps your friend to get away from the distractions. Be the kind of person that gives others an example to follow. And and just realise that these are all achievable and they're really something that I believe we can do if we want to go the distance. One more, discover the most important thing. I love this. This is, this is, uh, there's a few more verses. I'll just give you one more though. It says this, Luke chapter 10, but Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. We got any, any Marthas in the house? Exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparing for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister Mary left me to do all the work by myself. You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you so upset and troubled? Pull away and pulled away by all these many distractions. Are these really, are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted And I don't take this privilege and I won't take this privilege from her. Undistracted. Let it be said of your life, undistracted. Get a new t-shirt, undistracted. Amen. I honestly believe if you're going to go the distance, if we are going to go the distance as a church, not to be distracted. Sometimes you can be distracted with good things, but they're not God things. Good things, but they're not God things. And I honestly believe if you'll understand the power of decisions, and the wisdom of decisions. If you'll understand that a relationship with Jesus will fill your life with godly desires and them desires will never take you off course. If God puts a desire there, trust me, He'll help you to go all the way with them desires that He's put inside of you because of a relationship with Him. And I honestly believe that on the journey is that you've just got to be big enough to go, that's not going to distract me. That's not going to take me out. So how, how can we leave this place today? Committed to the future, committed to going the distance. I believe these are three simple things. Number one, never lose sight that it's an honour and a privilege. You know, if you want to go the distance, one thing that you will notice, anybody that has longevity to their lives, anybody that has gone longer than three weeks, they have kept this ability to say it's an honour and it's a privilege. Never lose sight of the, of the wonder of salvation. It's an honour and a privilege. Could you be saying it in 10 years from now? Oh, it's an honour and a privilege. Oh, I hope that you will be. I hope that I can have that spirit as well. It's an honour and a privilege. The second thing I want you to understand if you're going to go the distance is this. If you have Jesus, you have everything. If you have Jesus, you have everything. Sometimes we get into this, well, Jesus, but Jesus and Jesus plus Can you just settle in your heart today? Because I tell you, one of the things that will take you the distance is if I've got Jesus, I've got everything. So what have I done in my own journey? What happens if the church doesn't grow? I got Jesus. What happens if it never goes forward? I got Jesus. What happens if I'm never uh, this or never that? I've got Jesus. In other words, could you settle in your heart today if you've got Jesus, you've got everything. 
You'll never have a relationship with Jesus and say, sorry, Jesus, you're just not satisfying. No, 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 no. That's not Jesus. When you got Jesus, you got everything. And number three, God owes me nothing. It's an honour. It's a privilege. If I got Jesus, I got everything. God owes me nothing. He doesn't owe me a good life. He gives me a good life. He doesn't owe me a promotion. He gives me a promotion. If you can live your life with that kind of spirit, God owes me nothing. If anything, I owe Him everything. I guarantee it might be simple, but come back in 10 years and this will still be powerful. Come back in 50 years and this will still be powerful because it's not your knowledge, it's your relationship. It's not how many Bible verses you can quote. It's how intimate you are with Him on a daily basis. Can anyone say amen?